Hi, it's really good to be with you, Chris, in your school at Parkland Leeds. Absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Well, hi, everyone. It's always having, wonderful having visitors back in Parkland as we're coming out of the COVID restrictions. But I'm Chris Dyson, and I'm the proud head teacher at Parklands Primary School in Seacroft in Leeds. It's been fantastic. We've had a whole day here. We've looked around classes. We've had a chat with you. We've had lunch with one of your, some of your children. It's been absolutely brilliant. We've got visitors literally coming in now, so there might be a little bit of background noise. Chris is waving frantically at them. One of the things that's really struck me about being here is the focus you've got on times tables running through the school. Do you want to just explain a little bit about well, funny, how I've, that works? I've got parents coming round, uh, coming round now, and I've just told them about the times tables in year mm-hmm. one and how fluent they are in all the times tables. Um, when I started here uh, eight years ago, there'd been around about 150 exclusions. There'd been five head teachers in the same year. Uh, behaviour was off the scale. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to do was get out and about into the classes. Uh, and as I was doing my just tour of the schools and tour of the school and tour of the school twice, three times a day, yeah. I thought I'll do what I've done when I was a year six teacher and a key stage two teacher in maths lead. I'll just start firing some times tables at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just went absolutely, the boys in particular, they love the competition. So we bring it into our uh, sort of best seats in the house assembly. Uh, at the same time, times table rock stars, a brilliant Baz Winter, had just created TT rock stars. Mm-hmm. So it meant we could do that as homework, after school clubs, before school clubs, lunchtime clubs. Um, and then word got round and the crowd got bigger. Um, and BBC Breakfast decided um, to come and look at these times tables that everyone was hearing about on Twitter and things. Uh, and they said, how many children can you get to school for six o'clock in the morning? I thought, it's hard enough getting them here for 10 to 9. Yeah. So being impromptu, uh, we just decided to have a, a sleepover at school. Uh, we got in touch with our great friends at Domino's who sent us 30 pizzas over. We all slept round. Um, and there were two outdoor broadcasts that day. There was one from Parklands Leeds and one down in Birmingham at a car show. And the other went to the car show once. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing 20 to 7, 20 past 7, 20 to 8, 20 past yeah. 8, 20 to 9, 10 to 9, and then 10 past 9. Mm-hmm. And the hall was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it was absolutely fantastic to showcase how we are situated on one of Europe's largest council estates, mm-hmm. you know, and people don't expect children from this sort of background to be so fluent and so brilliant at timetables. Yeah. Uh, and you guys got to see it live in assembly in yeah. about 30 minutes time. But it's been fantastic seeing it live in classrooms because they are all so motivated by it to try and be as quick as they possibly can to be class champion if they possibly can. It's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, has that had an impact on your, your maths across the school in terms of fluency as well as So yeah, because, because they're so quick mentally and as we yeah. were talking about earlier, every class does early bird maths, 10 to 9 to 10 mm-hmm. past 9 every day. So that's 20 minutes a day, five days a week, 100 minutes a week, yeah. 39 weeks a year because we do it unconditionally, last mm-hmm. day before Christmas, before residentials, everything. So that gives you 3,900 minutes of maths, divide that by 60, gives you 64 hours extra maths on top of the maths that we already yeah. do through the, the year. And it was brilliant um, just before COVID when we had the SATS police in and the year sixes did the arithmetic paper. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it in 14 minutes and I nearly got, I nearly got done. Yeah. So by saying, I think I'll collect the papers in. And she went, you will not touch those papers. They get the full 30 <laughs> minutes or I'll have to report you. Yeah. Did they need it? Well, when you looked at that clock for the next 16 minutes, it was agony. Yeah. Because when kids are bored, that's when they can sort of switch off. Yes. Uh, and when we got the papers back, one child dropped one mark and everybody else was, was 100%. Yeah. 
That's amazing. One of the other things we spotted in classes was the fact that your particularly topic work, the next step is definitely a topic focus for that rather than being an English focus. How does that work across the school? And again, we didn't want to mark the history geography books like you mark English books. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the key facts were there and the knowledge was sort of there. Uh, and that's all down to my brilliant assistant head, uh, Sam Rennison, mm -hmm. who's really led from that. And again, my tip to sort of leaders is you can't create a curriculum uh, in two staff meetings and expect mm -hmm. everyone to do it at home. So we basically spend 16 weeks every week um, doing the long-term plans. And the subject leaders did all the medium-term plans yeah. as opposed to year six doing a medium-term plan for mm -hmm. art, history, DT and everything. Yeah. We thought we'd let the subject leaders uh, have ownership. They did the medium-term plans and the class teachers did the knowledge organisers and the uh, sort of weekly plans. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, so it's, it's, all the staff's contributed. So it hasn't been told, you will do this. Yeah. It's their work and it's been a brilliant team effort. It's really consistently applied across the school as well. One of the things that we've picked up from, from some of the staff is that your staff meetings sometimes are relatively short and very focused rather than being sort of a weekly meeting that's got to be an hour. Oh, How does get, that work for I used you? to get so bored as a yeah. teacher sometimes when you have a pointless meeting, going through a policy and people mm -hmm. discussing whether it should be a semicolon or a colon. Been there. I just want to get cracking on and get yes. my lessons prepped for tomorrow. So we only have uh, sort of staff meetings when we need a staff yes. meeting. Otherwise, yeah. we trust in the teachers. Uh, to be doing their knowledge organisers at home and we don't all have to be sat in the same room and yeah. things. So that is, again, positives out of everything. I try to take as many positives as we possibly can from, from COVID yeah. and things where we had Zoom and things and we were trying to avoid having everybody in, in, one, in one room at the same time. Yes. So absolutely brilliant. That works. Thinking back to COVID and everything else that's happened with that, a lot of schools have found it's changed the relationship they've got with their community. Has that changed for you in a positive way or has it become a different relationship that you have or do you engage differently? I think I had the happiest parents in the yeah. world uh, during COVID because I remember March the 20th, whatever, 2020, mm -hmm. I was out on the yard. In fact, I was filming with ITV uh, and I was out on the yard. I promised that nobody go hungry during yeah. this sort of, we didn't know how long we was going to be mm -hmm. out for. You know, and we, as a school, we did remarkably well during COVID. Yeah. Um, we... I don't even tell you this when we were chatting earlier, mm -hmm. but we emptied out every single Costa coffee in the north of England, uh, got all their stock in. Yeah. And on one day, and it was May the 20th, 2020. No, it wasn't. It was May the 21st, 2020, because it was yeah. my daughter's 12th birthday. Um, and I got a phone call from um, Adam Smith from the Real Junk Food Project who mm -hmm. said, Chris, we've got a challenge. And if anyone can pull it off, you can pull it off. I said, go on, I'm all ears. What is it? Yeah. He said, lovely McCain's over at Caton Bay Scarborough mm -hmm. have given us... Um, they've given us 19 tonnes of food, which was basically 40,000 meals, yeah. and they want to know if you can get rid of them. Now, May the 21st, 2020, was an exceptionally hot, I think it was the hottest day of the year, yeah. and I had all this frozen stuff coming, mm -hmm. uh, and basically I knew I had three hours to shift it all, otherwise yes. it would defrost. Uh, I worked with Dennis Distribution, mm -hmm. who uh, gave me a, a proper refrigerated yeah. articulated lorry, the biggest lorry you've ever seen. <laughs> and this lorry was absolutely packed with 40,000 meals from McCain's, from the jacket potatoes, the, the curly fries, the thick fries, the thin yeah. fries. Um, and they brought these meals in and we had people queuing for two miles around the block. Mm -hmm. We had vans coming from Wakefield, from Barnsley uh, to come and get this food. And we, yeah. we knocked it out of the park. And then three weeks later, we did the same with Whitby Scampi right. and things. So, That's so, and then, 
because of the great business links we had, we were sending uh, food hampers home mm-hmm. twice a week. Um, we didn't go down the meal vouchers, thank goodness, because that was an yeah. absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just provided the food yeah. for the parents. And then, of course, we came to uh, remote learning and working with our great friends at Let's Localise. We managed to uh, end up with 400 laptops wow. and dongles so children mm-hmm. could, could do the work like my own yeah. children could at home and things. So, That's so the community were exceptionally happy. Yeah. You know, but I was always saying earlier, before COVID, this afternoon, I'd have 140 parents in yes. watching the assembly and watching the, the best seats in the house mm-hmm. sort of assembly and things. So. Yeah. Just thinking back to, you were talking about links with businesses there. How do you get that sort of stuff going? Is it a case of just having the confidence to go and ask? Or is there a sort of, how do you do it, basically? I got brought up on Del Boy and Arthur Daly, right. you see. So, so in fact, my, yeah. my book people at Crown House, uh, I was just editing my book ready for uh, end of March, April release, mm-hmm. actually did uh, say to me, do you really want to be compared to Arthur Daly? Weren't he some kind of criminal? And I thought, yeah. a bit like Robin Hood mm-hmm. and things. So we didn't do anything illegal in things, but no. Um, it was Mike Harvey, a business in the community, that said, Chris, can you start a Twitter account just to thank all the businesses that are coming in? Yes. So I started a Twitter account and then just started tweeting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big thing we tweet about is the love of the pupils, the love of the school and showcasing. Yeah. And then businesses just want to be part of it. And, yes. you know, when we opened school up on Christmas Eve, because on my very first Christmas Eve, it broke my heart to, uh, mm-hmm. to know that only... Six or seven families have been to see Santa, and it was every child's right to go and see Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, so we opened up. I wanted to open Christmas Day, uh, but I listened to my senior leaders who said, you can't do Christmas Day, nobody will do it, and listening's everything, because they were right. Nobody do yeah. Christmas Day. So I thought, I'll do Christmas Eve then. Next best. <coughs> so we now do 800 Christmas Day, Christmas Eve dinners, Yeah. presents from Santa. We've got unicorns mm-hmm. in the hall, real ones as well. Everything yeah. happens at Magical Parklands. We've got... Reindeers outside, snow machines, and when you've got these big, tough year six kids walking up the yard going, huh, look at them donkeys with sticks on their head. And it's like they're reindeers, and they didn't know they were sort of real. No. And things. So now, obviously, um, with COVID, we had to change from mm-hmm. doing Christmas Eve because we wouldn't have the large gatherings uh, yeah. unless we were in a Downing Street garden somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did uh, the 17 days of Christmas this year, and we opened up school. Even though we closed on the 18th of December, we kept school open until the 23rd, yeah. including the weekend, mm-hmm. just to give meals, just to give experiences, breakdancing. Northern Ballet came in and built a stage yeah. for 18 hours and put on a, a fantastic performance of Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. So everything we do at this school is built for the families and the community. That's brilliant. Just thinking back to, I mean, you, you've been here for a few years now, haven't you? and you've been in senior leadership for a few years, how would you advise somebody to get towards that position? Because obviously you don't sort of land as an incredibly successful head teacher in a large school. What could people do who are sort of aspirational, maybe subject leaders at the moment, or beginning to take first steps into senior leadership? What would your advice be to them? Well, I took a a longer route. I wanted to be the best teacher in the world, and I wanted to be the best deputy in the world. I wanted to I wanted to work in the trenches. I wanted to know yeah. everything about teaching and learning and assessment and behaviour and things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually go into headship till I was 44. Right. But saying that, I've got my absolute brilliant 29-year-old uh, Brooke Nolan, mm-hmm. um, who was actually in my class back in 2004 when I won Teacher of the Year. So I've sort of guided her career. Yes. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because in Easter, she's starting her first headship yeah. down in Mansfield and things. Mm-hmm. So she's going for the... For the early. Yes. Uh, but it's getting the experience. As I said, I was uh, 
a PE lead and I wanted to be the best PE school in, that was when I was down in Stoke-on-Trent. Yeah. Then I became a maths lead and I wanted to become the best maths school uh, in the country. And funny enough, I actually wrote the maths song of the year, 2000. No, yeah, well, two, yeah 2000, God, that's 22 years ago. <laughs> that's a long time ago. So I'll yeah. give you a quick rendition of it, because obviously I'm a bit shy and things, but it went, yeah. multiply, subtract, addition and division, six fours, 24. You can add large numbers by partitioning. Seven fours, twenty-eight. All you need is a little help from Mr. D. It'll work for you, because it worked for me. It works for you. It works for me. Here comes the big bit. Strategies. Six times six is thirty-six. It's strategies. And so on. Yeah. There you go. I've never That's sang incredible. that to anyone before. Never heard that All before. your viewers out there, you've even got a bit of sing, sing and dance in there. That's fantastic. I'm myself. Almost, yeah. So would you recommend taking the short route or the long route into headship, or is it just what suits a particular person and... Again, what I do for this school and this community doesn't work in all schools. I think no. you've got to find your niche in the market. I think you've got mm -hmm. to find the school that matches your community. So for me, I want to do the long route. But as I said, for some people, they want to be doing the... Uh, they want to they want to get out there and into into headships yeah. sooner rather than later. And it's if they're comfortable with it, if they're happy with it, they've got to understand the, the sort of pressures. Yeah. But they've also got to learn that when you go home, the day's done. There's lots to smile about as well as lots of things that you can yeah. build on and things. So it's about looking after your own well-being and, and talking and sharing. Yeah, brilliant. Looking after your own staff as well. You've got really good staff retention here, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. So in eight years, I've probably only had four or five staff that have left, all for sort of mm -hmm. promotions. Yeah. Um, looking after the staff is everything. How do you I, look after them? What's the... Is there a magic key or is it lots of little things that you do well? Well, as I said, it's, it makes a difference to me if you're the, a cook, a cleaner, a TA, office staff, learning mentor, everybody's treated the same. Yeah. So staff can build up loo days. Um, so, for example, we, cook, we always start the term a day early mm -hmm. where we'll do a riverboat cruise, have a three-course meal. Um, everyone together, it's all sponsored, it's all paid for so the teachers don't have to pay anything. And then everybody who comes to that gets a loo day. Mm -hmm. Everybody who um, who goes on the residentials gets two loo days. Everybody yep. gets a loo day for Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, and because I'm blessed that I've got four non-teaching members of staff, then it stops sick days. Yeah. You know, my sick days when my staff are very, very, very minimal mm -hmm. because you don't have to ring up going, <coughs> oh, I won't be in today because it, they've got a hen do or a, a, yeah. a stag do that they've got to go on and things. Mm -hmm. So... So looking after the staff, you know, free tea and coffee, free milk, just little things yeah. like that and things. So That's brilliant. And we've got best seat in the house assembly this afternoon. How does that work for you? Oh, it's, it's the best assembly in the world. And that's just me being modest. So the children, the, the children will be singing. A couple of kids who've been practicing dances will do a bit of a dance. Mm -hmm. We have our... Uh, we have our readers of the week, which has a chant to it. We've got our writers of the week, which has got a chant to it. Um, we have our attendance award, our, uh, what do we say, 10 to 9 in the line award. Um, and everything builds up to our grand times tables final at the end of assembly. And everyone was all so happy and so smiley. I think attendance, when I started here, was about 86%, 87%. Yeah. Uh, but on a Friday, you know, and that's now up to nearly 96%. Bar COVID, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but on a Friday, attendance is 99.9%. .9%. Nobody has a Friday off no. at school. And, you know, when, when it's full of parents in here, you know, they go home happy, the kids are going home happy, and it starts the weekend absolutely yeah. wonderfully. That's brilliant. Obviously, loads of stuff happening here. It's really positive. What's next for you, Chris? 
or is it just more of the same more happy every day kids, every, every day is every day is different yeah. you know and that's what that's what you've always got to love about working in in schools such as this you, there's never a there's never a day when a, a little tear of joy and happiness comes to your your eyes and, and things so um so yeah so it's just carrying on trying to make the school better when my governors see that we're in the top one percent of schools in the country in maths the governors always tell me off by wanting to know why maths and english was only top five percent so That's i work with people like reggie rob from uh, rob smith from uh, the ed shed yeah. which is fantastic and he got us a book vending machine which is stocks up for us so yeah. we have our reading challenges where the children have got to read nine different genres of books from stories from other cultures a yeah. dickens a shakespeare a poetry book a non-fiction book detective story um and then when they fit that challenge they get to go to the vending machine and they all are wondering the first when they're pressing d6 and a book just magically comes forward and drops yeah you know and again it's beautiful for my daughter because she reads and reads and reads, mm -hmm. and if she needs a new book, onto Amazon, delivered next day. Yeah. Uh, down to Waterstones, down to WH Smith, she could spend hours in there, but mm -hmm. of course, we're in Seacroft, there's not a lot of bookshops, so we've got to produce that reading yeah. quality, and we, we're blessed that we have Cressida Cowell that comes up to visit and does signed copies of all her, of all her books and things. We've got the lovely, fantastic, beautiful Ros Wilson, who mm -hmm. inputs into our writing, and she's actually one of our school governors now. Yeah. Um, so people come in and, you know, they see me on Twitter being a bit loud and a bit enthusiastic and things. And I'd like to think I'm like that every single day of the week. When I took my Ofsted phone call uh, yeah. on the 11 o'clock the day before they came in, when they rang me, I, I started the conversation with Yabba Dabba Doo. I was so excited. I was so, I couldn't, yeah, I'd be dying for me Ofsted to come in and things. Yeah. So. Brilliant. When are they due back? I know uh, we're back in the window from September 2022-23. Right. Uh, yeah. But, you know... You don't run school for offset, you run no. it for your pupils and your, and your children. And we'd be ready for that call and ready to showcase the, the beautiful, fantastic, awesome students that we've got in school. That's brilliant. It's been absolutely great talking to you today. Thanks so much, Chris. Well, thank you so much for coming. And I can't wait till February the 16th when uh, myself and the lovely car is uh, doing the Twinkle SLT uh, live chat, yeah. which is because it's Valentine's week, so it's a week of love. It's just going to be a, a chat all about the love of your school, the love of your community, and things such as that. So make sure you tune in to, to, to listen to that. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Chris. Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Take care. And you.